Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time you listen to us, we are so thankful that you do. And you are listening to another youth ministry podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Board of Youth and Young Adults of the Bible Fellowship Church. Another youth ministry podcast strives to refocus, recapture, and realign student ministry with a grace-filled and gospel-focused vision. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and I'm joined yet again by my wonderful co-host, Tim and Jared. I moved up the ranks there, Jared. Yeah, you you're wonderful. That? I was lovely. Well, no, you're usually wonderful. he, you're first. No, I actually got to. you're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Still analyzing my Always. My Why not, always. man? I mean, I, yeah. It's I, there to analyze. I hear you. I, I appreciate the analyzation. So, yeah. Is that a word? That's what I'm thinking. It's <laughs> English. Analysis. Well, the English analysis, language the is analysis, a uh, changing, yeah. uh, what's room, yeah. right? There's, Submitted to Webster. There's, there's no such thing as real words. I mean, they're literally updating the dictionary to reflect different things today. Yeah. Don't. As long as you so, communicate your point. That's, that's right. the key of communication. That's right. That's right. And, we need and to, we're here to communicate. That's yes, right. To you. And we need to that's, be a student of the English language. So yeah, that's right. Being a speaking being a student. Chris, you're a student. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth, Jared. That was smooth. Um yes, and I will so, we, we're we're all students. We are. But you're uh, like an official student. I'm an official student. Yes. Enrolled yes. in online classes. Yes. Um so today we're gonna pick up our little theme, mini theme that we've been talking about the last three episodes now. This will be a third episode. And catching up with Chris. What's been going on with you? You're a student, you're a father, you're a husband, and you're a youth in, pastor. In that order. And a podcaster. <laughs> and then a podcaster, <laughs> a podcaster on the very bottom. Yeah. Uh, and a brother and a son and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm back to school again. Uh, this is actually my third time. Uh, actually, no, is my fourth time starting back up. <laughs> so fourth time going back to school, not including yeah. your grade school, high school. That's right. Well, or, I did. Or college experience. I did get my bachelor's in biblical studies, and that that was basically like a bachelor's level MDiv. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I do have that, but uh, yeah, I've I've craved and coveted, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing. But I've really wanted a master's degree for a long time. Um, yeah, just life decisions led to that not being possible. Um, but uh, as I've you know, as we all do at times, I'm sure we, you look at job offerings of what's the next level up of mm. what you want. Not the student ministry should be a stepping stone always, but for me, it is in part. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. Um, I want to be a teaching senior pastor one day, and most churches in the U.S. want a master's degree. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started uh, – r- my wife and I got married while I was in college, so it was wise to take a break after I graduated. Mm. <laughs> and uh, um, then – that break got extended because we got pregnant. Um, then it got extended because of finances. And then I finally started and uh, I start. I was taking three classes at once and I was like, no, this is too much. So That's I scaled back to one, finished that class and then decided to go into ministry and came here. And so the elders wanted me to wait before I continued. And then I... Then my wife got pregnant again. And so that happens when you're mm, married. Yeah. Um, and so then I started with uh, I started another seminary, did one one class, and then um, I was not able to continue because of the church's financial position and my financial position. Uh, and then uh, I started back up again, and the format of that school stressed me out beyond measure, and so I quit after one week because, as I'm going to talk about a little bit, is balance. 
I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, it was a, their, their belief was, Lectures don't work for online learning, and so we're going to replace lectures with work. Mm. So there was like four due dates a week, Ooh. and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. After the first week, I was so stressed out. I, I yeah. went to the library and was there to 2 a.m. twice already, and mm. I barely kept Didn't up. Didn't work and, for you. Nope. And mm. I was like, you know what? My family and my, my family and my ministry is more important, so I yeah. quit. Uh, then I was not able because of finances again. because And so finally – um, I was able, I found a phenomenal program which I'll talk about, um, and uh, and it was just the right time. So yeah. So yeah. Well, before we get into the school aspect, how did you deal with or wrestle with those start stop start stop? <laughs> I felt like a failure. Um, to be honest with you, I felt like I missed out on my opportunity to get my education done. Uh, I was just talking to my brother the other day, um, at my house, him and his girlfriend were over for dinner. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, if I would have actually just went to do my MDiv immediately after I graduated college, I would have my MDiv now for at, at a, at a minimum three plus years mm -hmm. already. And my wife, Courtney was in there. She was like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You know, but it wasn't the right move for us yeah. and it wasn't what God had for us. And yeah. honestly, the internship I did in, instead of going to do my MDiv, I, I learned almost as much. And during that time that I did my, my four years in college. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of wrestling, a lot of like, okay, like I like each time I started and stopped. I this is my fourth seminary. Mm -hmm. um, you know I don't really count the third one because I quit after a week. <laughs> but uh, it's like okay, I need to stick with this mm -hmm. and 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 go. Yeah, like I need to make this work. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll dive into that. What is what are you currently at? So um, I'm at Reformed Theological Seminary. Um, I am I'm a I'm a Reformed Baptist, but Honestly, so reformed though I love them, they would not be my first choice because they're not Baptist. Um, though I, you know, I I I was at Southern for mm -hmm. one one class and I really enjoyed that. But honestly, RTS just so here's 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 a piece of advice: if you're going back to school and you're doing it while you're married, you have children, you're other, you know, you're you're working, you have to be willing to compromise and you have to be willing to find something that's the best of both worlds, right. the best of all worlds. Mm -hmm. So what RTS provided me is RTS's program, and this is a a pitch for them. And what I mean, they're not my first choice. They're a phenomenal program. I just would rather learn in a more Baptist, mm. more reformed Baptist setting. Yeah. That's the only reason I say that. Yeah. Okay. But, um, what they, what they provide is for their online students, you can start any class in your program, literally any class in your program, um, on any, on either the, on, on any second or fourth Wednesday of any month of the year. You don't have to wait for them to offer. No, you pick whatever one you want in any order you want. Boom, you started on that. Then you have 12 weeks to complete it. Most only offer eight. And then if you, like I had to do this this first semester, mm -hmm. if you get behind, you can you can purchase for a very reasonable rate, I think, an additional four weeks mm -hmm. or another month, mm -hmm. which brings you to 16 weeks, which is what is required for an accredited institution. I believe mm -hmm. you need to do it within 16 weeks. So- that's huge. Um, they give you a suggested schedule, but then you can get it done at any pace that works for you. Mm -hmm. um, here's the reading. Here's the lectures. Here's the midterm link. Here's the final link. Here's the paper. Get it done. Mm -hmm. um, and that just really worked well for me. So weekends, like I had my brother's wedding. Um, I had you know the snow glow retreat. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to touch school those weekends. Mm -hmm. I, I actually didn't. Yeah. Um, so that that's just super helpful. And then they have a master's program that... Um, 
is not a full MDiv, but it's it's 66 credits. It's basically all the MDiv core, all the languages, which other schools don't offer. So mm. I'm also not getting the MDiv I wanted, but mm. I'm getting all the all of the theology, all the languages, all the Bible, all that, and I'm not getting any of the practical stuff, which I've been getting for five years in ministry. Yeah. So all, all, all that to say is I would highly encourage anyone going back to school is don't just look for your favorite program. Look for the program that best fits where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what have you learned as a student that has been able to be applied instantly or currently to your your ministry or your life? I mean, just kind of implicitly, I've learned um, time management uh, priorities. You know, I've had to carve out in my calendar this is study time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to, unfortunately, at times, and it's okay for short seasons. I've had to tell students I, I meet with on a regular basis. Hey, I can't meet for the next week or so. I'm getting my paper done, um, and that's okay. I think mm-hmm. um, I've I've had to um, decide. You know, as a student, implicitly like. If I put my school before my family, I'm dumb. This is not going to last long. And so I've had to force myself like I have nights of the week that I connect with my wife that I don't touch school until she goes to bed or don't touch school at all that night. Mm. And then my children go to bed at 7, 7.30. And so for them, I try to keep it as normal as possible. And dad's available until they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, weekends, I'm trying to get to the place of like, you know, I'm off Friday, Saturday. One of those days is a good amount of time towards school. Another day is most of the day I'm I'm there for the kids unless mm-hmm. they're napping or in bed. Yeah. So implicitly that's what I've learned. Explicitly from my classes, I mean I've 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 applied things instant from mm-hmm. what I'm taking right now, intro to past one theological studies. Questions that have come up, I literally just, you know, part of this class we're learning about sola scriptura. And I was just talking with a guy from the church about an apologetics approach and about the sufficiency of the Bible, but then also how the Bible has to authenticate itself. Mm. And I won't get into the details of that, but it was, he just was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Because mm-hmm. he, he was taking the approach of like, you need to use external things to prove the Bible. And I said, mm-hmm. no, the fact that people say, well, if you appeal to a scripture's authority for itself, that's circular reasoning. Yes, it is, but you have to do it that way because if there's another authority mm. outside the Bible that has to validate it, that means mm. the Bible is not the supreme authority. Mm. So it's actually very consistent mm. logically to say the Bible has to self-authenticate. Mm. And I'd learned that in school. Yeah. And boom, there like that's just applied right there to this brother and boosted mm-hmm. his faith. Yeah. So that's just one example. And you know, one crazy one that I learning about the life of Martin Luther, I was evangelizing on the street and met some guy that was saying a whole bunch of stuff about Luther. And I was like, actually, that's not correct. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and it led to, a, so yeah. And so that, that those moments are very rewarding. Mm-hmm. When you, uh, so you said, okay, this, this is the fourth time. Um, but <laughs> fourth time to charm. <laughs> no, the other thing, you know, as you're, you headed back into school, obviously this was a conversation that had to happen as well, mainly with uh, Courtney. Yeah. Um, so together, how did, um, how did you guys come to that uh, decision to officially say, "Hey, you know, you said, Courtney, I'm going back," and and what what was the what, what was that like as a husband and wife to um, make that to make that decision? Yeah. Well, I mean, e- even recently, she she'll tell me things like, you know, I think wives are good for this. You know, they she said, oh, I I think you're you're gifted the way you are. And I don't really think you need to go back to school and any, you know, God will lead you to the right church. And if a church meets you, they'll, they'll know you didn't need the education you said, but I kind of told her, look, this is very important to me. 
Um, I'm going to learn things I didn't know. And it's going to force me to study mm. in areas that I wouldn't, st- I, I just wouldn't, I, I, I know myself well enough. I struggle with discipline. I have to be forced to do it. Right. And she's very supportive. Um, but as long, as long as, so this is why I don't think it was a long conversation. And I don't say this to brag on myself. She has said this to me and I've made it a big intention. Sometimes I, I think I've said another episode we discussed, I struggle the other way. Some guys struggle with working too much. Mm-hmm. I struggle sometimes with making sure my hours are getting done. Mm. I have proved to her over our marriage of eight years now um, of ministry that that her and the children are mm-hmm. of utmost importance mm-hmm. to me time-wise. And so I think because she knows that, because I've proven it with other things, and I've been quote unquote faithful in the other areas. She trusts me to make sure I do that with school. Mm. And the fact that she saw me quit for what I, what I would say the right reasons. I actually like quit the night we we're going out for her birthday. <laughs> I just so happy birthday, honey. Yeah, I quit school exactly. for you. I quit school for you exactly. So anyway, that conversation wasn't super long for me because it's something we had just kind of talked about a long for a long time. Yeah, I only ask because I know that there's um, when. When in your household, if somebody decides to continue education or even take some type of class or something, yeah. it it does mean that somebody in the household needs to step up yeah. in other ways. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was so, curious. So yeah, so we, we we didn't talk about that as explicitly, but like she made, she made the comment the other day because the last two weeks I've been focused pretty much on my paper, and I've just been kids mm-hmm. go to bed, boom, I do that. And she said, she says, I just, I really am excited for when you're done and mm. you can help with the dishes. <laughs> She's like, I hate the dishes. Right. But that's, so I, I, I yeah. did the dishes the other day. Yeah. You know, so. Nice. Um, no. And that's, you know, the, the, knowing that's important. Yeah. And so that's great that she's there supporting you. And yeah. also that she can kind of joke about it, but express herself. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go help in yeah. this way. Yeah. And and there is a balance. Like with, like with my son, who's very, you know, I don't want to say needy. That, that's not fair to him. But he's he's very much, he, he wants dad a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I don't want to squelch that. But what it has done is I have made time for him and my daughter intentionally. They've known that. But it. Also has been a learning moment for him. I say, hey, look, daddy has these other these other um, responsibilities and obligations. I can't play with you right now. I need to get this done. And with that, that that puts him in the box of I'm a finite creature, and the dad's world does not revolve around me. Well, I think I think there's I think that's important. You're communicating too, mm-hmm. yeah. with your son. You're helping your son be uh, understand some of things right. about adulthood. And that's I, great. And I literally put on our calendar. I showed him on the fridge. This is the night that you and dad are having a, having a sleepover, and I I wrote it so he can mm. see it. It's coming. Mm-hmm. So just things like that. So I just yeah. try to be really and in, really intentional. Yeah, that's really good. So. Sum it all up, right? Yeah. I think between all three of us, balance, yeah. balance is key, right? Balance. Finding the balance between responsibilities increase, family and school. I think we've all kind of touched on a little yes. bit because I think we're all mm-hmm. we're all in a state of transition. We're all yes. everyone in life. If you're living, you're transitioning, you're changing. Something's changing, something's growing, and you're either accepting new responsibilities or different responsibilities. Uh, and so, as we all go through this, I think the cool, the key theme is is balance and 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 patience and patience. Because yeah. I, what I have learned with this degree is like it's going to take me at this rate seven or eight years, and and th- and that's okay. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's what we have for this episode. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of another youth ministry podcast. We are thankful for you and your ministry to teenagers. May God bless you in your work as you faithfully serve Him, teenagers, and their families. Please connect with us on social media on Instagram at another YM podcast, or you can email us at another YM podcast at gmail.com.